Welcome to Everything Co-op, bringing you information on how cooperatives can help improve your quality of life. This show is being sponsored by the National Co-op Bank, NCB. The NCB is dedicated to strengthening communities nationwide for the delivery of banking and financial services for the nation's cooperatives, their members, and other socially responsible organizations. For more information on the power of community ownership, visit ncb.coop. That's ncb.coop. Now stay tuned for your host, Vernon Oaks. Hello, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks. Welcome to Everything Cooperative. You know, this year, this October, this month, celebrates the seventh year that we've been on air. And the National Cooperative Business Association, along with NCB, is having the fourth annual NCBA Clusus Cooperative Impact. But this year is going to be a virtual conference. And, you know, I don't know if if Chuck and uh, Doug O'Brien really thought about this, but they're having it the same week as my birthday. So October is exciting (laughs) to me that they are celebrating the impact of co-ops on my birthday, which is October the 7th. So we get to celebrate seven years of everything co-op, four years of the Cooperative Impact Conference, and my birthday all this coming week. And Chuck Snyder and Doug O'Brien and John Torres are on the line with us this morning, and I want to start off by asking Chuck Snyder a question. Chuck, you've been the main and the original uh, supporter of this Impact Conference. Why is this so important to you? Why why are you out there supporting this conference and from the beginning? Well, first off, uh, Vernon, let me wish you a happy birthday. Uh, and, <laughs> okay. I knew you were a true cooperator, uh, but now I... Uh, know that uh, for 100 percent certainty that uh, yeah. that uh, I was born a corporator right <laughs> yes you yes you were well you know conferences like this is so important uh, because uh, co-ops do a lot of things very well in serving their uh, members and, and meeting their needs and supplying goods and services that they couldn't get uh, otherwise but we're not really good about uh, talking uh, to others about what we do and um, you know I've said before the co-ops in the United States are the best-kept secret. You know, uh, credit unions have a tremendous impact in, in, in the country. And the um, rural electrics and the farm uh, co-ops and the small business co-ops. And now the, the worker co-ops are uh, really becoming uh, much stronger and um, responding to the needs of uh, what we need to have in, in the new economy and a more fair, equitable economy. And conferences like this is so important so that we can share ideas. And uh, you would think that uh, co-ops would naturally uh, communicate and cooperate with each other, but uh, we, we struggle with that. And that's one of the reasons why the Impact Conference is so important. Fantastic. And I like co-ops for all of the reasons you just talked about, plus some other ones. And Doug O'Brien, the Executive Director of NCBA CLUSA. My question to you is, why is this impact conference so important this moment in time? Yeah. Vernon, happy birthday, by the way. And you talked about celebrating four years of, of co-op impact. And it's it's so important this year because of, you know, the challenges that the country faces. And the country faced these challenges before COVID-19 hit us in February and March. But COVID has really amplified 
inequality, the way that different people are, are uh, you know, are, are suffering through and, and coping through COVID-19, particularly those frontline workers and people's, people of color who are um, suffering more deeply. And, and certainly with the murder of George Floyd um, and, and all of the focus on institutional racism, now is the moment that people are looking for answers. Um, now is the moment that, that this dynamic of people feeling excluded from their economy or their community uh, is, is really coming into focus. And co-ops are a strategy to help people be included again, to uh, kind of get their hands back on the steering wheel in their community, in their business, in their economy. Impact's designed, has always been designed, to lift up how cooperatives impact the economy and society. And, um, and this year, it just so happened that we had a three-year plan, a three-year calendar for the themes of impact, focused on different factors of an inclusive economy. In 2020, we plan to focus on equity. And I think, uh, you know, it, it couldn't be more timely. And, and as we're going to, I think we're going to get into today, talk about some of the, the amazing panels and speakers that we have, over 40-plus panels, 120-plus speakers, many of those focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and how cooperatives can be real leaders in uh, making sure we build a more inclusive economy. Wow. So you're telling me that you had a crystal ball, and you could look at when you planned your three years out that inclusion was the one for 2020. And that was even before George Floyd's death, before all of this COVID. COVID yeah. showed all of the inequality. It took the blanket off of it. And then George Floyd's death just sort of highlighted. And, and, and one of the nice things as an African-American is seeing all of the young white people that get out and protest against this inequality. They get a chance to see it. They couldn't see it before. Okay, a lot of times it was hidden. So you had already thought about this before, so I'd take my hat off to you. And so I just want to ask John Torres, who's the VP of Communications and Public Relations of NCBA, how can people get to this conference? Let's get that real up, up front real quick. Sure, absolutely. And, again, happy birthday, Vernon. Uh, with the conference, it's uh, very easy to get to. You go to our website, which is ncbaclusa.coop. That's N-C-B-A-C-L-U-S-A dot co-op. Uh, there's a, a large button there that says Impact Conference. You go right to that, and it'll take you right to the registration. On that site, you can also look at the agenda and see all of the wonderful sessions that we've got planned for next week. It's going to be a real exciting time, and uh, we encourage everyone to go out to that website and click on that register. Because of our wonderful sponsors and the support of NCB, we are able to offer the conference this year at an amazing price point, making it accessible for a large part of the cooperative community and the, and the community as a whole. Uh, and so, yeah, make sure they go down to our website and, uh, and register. So what's that price point? Are you ready for this? <laughs> <laughs> so we were able to offer, because of the support of our sponsors, we were able to offer the conference this year for $25 for our members and $35 for non-members. And uh, we are just absolutely thrilled at being able to offer it at this, at this price. It, uh, it includes all of the things that Doug mentioned with the 40-plus sessions and all of the speakers. There's five days of programming that will be available starting on Monday all the way through till Friday. There are three tracks. That's the impact track, the purchasing track, and also the international track. Two days of international uh, reflection on how cooperatives are impacting communities around the world. All of that 
is available at that rock bottom price. Um, and we are just absolutely pleased to be able to do that for the community. Okay, so Pat Thornton, who's the producer of this show, you guys normally give us a, a registration free uh, because we'll end up interviewing somebody. But she said, Vernon, this is so inexpensive. I've already signed up. Why don't you sign up? And so we signed up for $35. We're already a part of it. And, um, and I'm Thank hoping that will cause other people. Thank you, Pat. It cause other people that would sign up. And my only problem with it, when I look at the classes, the 40 classes or so, mm-hmm. I want to go to all of them. It just, it's just well, so, so exciting. And I, and I don't think I can get that done. So are you going to yeah, record them? So We are. So here's a great deal, Vernon. And, you know, the, we, all the challenges around COVID and, and virtual not being able to be together, which is a real, you know, for those who've been to Impact the last two years, and the Cooperative Hall of Fame, by the way, which is also part of the October kind of, uh, this this kind of impact uh, platform, we as cooperators are really missing seeing each other, you know, on, on that personal basis. There's another side to it. The other side is that it's much more accessible, uh, as John outlined, and we're able to record the sessions. In fact, uh, John and I have been recording some sessions this week. So, so a number of the sessions are already recorded, and then the panelists will be there in the chat room to be able to interact during the, the panels. And here's the really great thing. October, you know, is such a fantastic month, um, primarily because of Vernon's birthday, uh, but also right. because it's right. cooperative month. <laughs> and for this entire month, the the programming for Co-op Impact will be available to all those who register. So if, you know, if you're not able to see some of the panels that you want when it's scheduled to, to be premiered, and that's really what's happening next week is we're premiering these panels. And then through the rest of October, you can go back to it, go back to the site, and see the and see the other panels because there there is an amazing amount of of fantastic programming, and so we hope we hope as many people as possible see it. So we have already interviewed the four heroes this year for the yeah. Cooperative Hall of Fame, and we've made that available. We have a flyer on our webpage, uh, everything dot uh, so people can go uh, see the. I mean, listen to those interviews, um, and they're going to be talking. Do you know what day they're going to be uh, having this? Is it the eighth? Or I can't remember. Yes, that's right. So, John, go ahead and share the details on the whole thing. Yeah, sure. It's uh, it'll be the keynote address on uh, on Thursday, October eighth. Uh, that will take place at 12.30. We have a bit of programming before that where we will be uh, introducing the recipient of the Co-op Impact Champion Award. Uh, so it's uh, going to be a, a kind of a dual program that, mor- that morning. Um, and so it starts at 12.30. It'll go for about uh, 45 minutes, an hour. Uh, and Doug will be the moderator and have a great conversation with, uh, with the, with the uh, inductees for the Hall of Fame. So that's October 8th, 12 o'clock, 12.30. Uh, that'll be when the when that panel happens, and then in Fantastic. the evening, that Thursday evening is when the actual Hall of Fame induction you know celebration that will happen virtually, and um, and that's that's a separate ticket but still available, and um, and you can go to the Cooperative Development Foundation website. Okay, so I've got to go there uh, to get those tickets. So. That one's a, one of the things I'm really missing. Plus, I'm really missing the NCB's yeah. annual meeting. Chuck, when are you going to have that? Right. Well, we recorded our annual meeting uh, back in um, in May, and we'll probably do that again uh, next year. So the bank used to have its uh, annual meeting in conjunction 
with NCBA in the Hall of Fame in, in May. Right. But uh, because of COVID, we've sort of split these up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good news. Good news. We have a minute to go before um, before our break, our first break. So, Doug, give us a couple of things you're trying to you're trying to get accomplished in this impact this year. I'll, I'll, do, I'll mention two things, and there's a number of sessions that obviously we're in the COVID context, making sure that cooperatives from the different sectors can learn from each other on how different co-ops are not only coping but innovating in in this COVID context. Um, and there's some you know great stories about co-ops moving to virtual, serving their members in different ways. And the second thing is, is inspiration. We're going to take our first break. We're going to come back and talk about that right after this, right after this, this break. We'll be right back. Your news talk station. Hello, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks. The program is Everything Cooperative. WAL is a great partner. Their motto, as you just heard, is information is power. And Chuck Snyder and the folks at NCB have helped sponsor this program for seven years so we can give you information about the cooperative model. And with that information, you can start doing business with co-ops or you can go start your own. And this impact conference, you can learn how to do all of that. Who are the different folks in the cooperative world, the different kinds of businesses, and there will be some sessions on how you can buy your business and come together with employees and buy your business or start your own. So right before the break, Doug, you were talking about a couple of reasons, a couple of things, a couple of goals of the conference. Could you continue that? Yeah. And that first one was, you know, principle six of, of cooperation among cooperatives and how people are, are sharing, how they're, how they're coping and how they're innovating in the face of COVID-19. The second one is inspiration. You know, we are able to bring together some of the, the greatest thinkers and doers in the cooperative community at Impact. Uh, and these are people who have, you know, poured their life's work and have really transformed the lives of people in their community. And that's, you know, everybody from one of our keynote speakers is, is Jessica Gordon-Emhart, who, of course, is also in the Hall of Fame and who wrote uh, the book called Collective Courage that went deep into the history of Black and African Americans using the co-op business model to empower themselves, uh, both economically and, and politically. We have, you know, panels that are focusing on international development, seeing how the cooperative business model can help people climb the economic ladder, you know, reach sustainability, bring security to their family. You know, these are things to be reminded. Another one of those co-op principles is, is education. And, you know, we as cooperators, we need to, to continually learn from others and to be reminded just what this business model can do and has done. So that was the first thing I loved about co-ops when I started, learned about them 25 years or so ago is that fifth principle, education, knowledge, information. But I also saw this as a way for marginalized communities, particularly as African-Americans, African-Americans community to get that economic, political, social, individual wealth. So I like that. And so meeting Jessica Gordon-Imhart, and she's been on the show four times and learning from her has just been phenomenal. So I'm looking forward to the sessions that she's in. I think she's in a couple sessions. Yeah. So uh, that's very, 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 very exciting. Uh, Chuck, could you tell us what are the four segments? We talk about uh, principle number six and these co-ops working together and learning from each other and sharing information. What are the four segments of the cooperative? 
Well, let me uh, go back to uh, education here, uh, Ernan. You know, in, in, in the co-op principles, there are seven principles, and they talk about education. And, and uh, 150 years ago, education was really around general education, just uh, one of the, the ways that, um, you know, the wealthy controlled uh, the masses is that uh, they controlled the level of education of the workers. And uh, by elevating the uh, educational level, you know, they have uh, got uh, more power. And uh, that's uh, true today. And I think that that's part of what, what the impact is about. But today, you know, starting a co-op is, is a very uh, complex thing. Uh, we live in a complex uh, world with all sorts of different uh, aspects. And, um, you know, when um, I first uh, started to get in, in, involved in, in co-op some 40 years ago, uh, usually if a group of people had a great idea, uh, they could uh, start a, uh, a group buying club or, uh, you know, start some sort of cooperative activity. And it was relatively easy. Today, it's, uh, it's much more uh, complex. And that education co-ops, I think, have continued to try to educate their members in more sophisticated ways uh, so that they can uh, take advantage of this economy. And that is so important. We're really hopeful that, uh, you know, co-ops can play a a significant role in uh, creating a more fair and equitable uh, economy. But we need to uh, make sure that we bring along the knowledge so that uh, our members can fully function and be able to uh, compete and offer uh, goods and services that will be acceptable in, in today's economy. One of the things that drives me crazy is, is that a lot of times people look at co-ops and they think, oh, it's it's a you know um, like a credit union. They think, oh, they don't have all the services. And that. That's not true. Uh, you know, uh, most of the uh, co-ops um, working together are, are very innovative and, and quick to adopt and uh, can can compete in today's uh, marketplace. Uh, we just need to make sure that that education level is is high. Absolutely. It's amazing to me, again, being African-American, if I look back over 140 years, 500 years, two things that the elite would would constantly do to the masses, and that was make sure they didn't get educated, okay, and then make sure they couldn't vote, particularly in a democratic kind of a uh, system. Uh, so it's like an informed member an informed member of society, informed member of a co-op, uh, means that they would know who to vote for, who would give them the, the right kinds of policies and procedures that would help them, or they could run themselves. And that's what I like about co-ops also. That's the second principle. One as far as the uh, four pillars, uh, maybe uh, Doug or John can um, add, add to that. Okay. I, I actually want to pick up on your voting on the voting thing just a little bit. Um, okay. In this last few weeks, we were able to to help organize, and we partnered with the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association on voting registration drive. And just uh, last week, there was a big push where you know dozens of, of maybe scores of cooperatives were using that network and just reminding their members on not only the opportunity but their responsibility to take part in you know in um in our election process so very bipartisan effort but um but that's something that that we take seriously too at, at ncba inclusive because of course we you know we're we're focused on making sure that policymakers understand the power of cooperatives making sure the policymakers have cooperatives in their mind when they're creating you know different types of programs to support businesses and uh, that's been big work here in in 2020 and in, in COVID-19. 
so that's uh, that's that's a big part of the conversation. I so, wanted to talk just to go ahead before on that on that piece. If they're the co-op, I know what I, what I read about it. It was how to get the co-ops to get their members to vote and all understand all of that. So is that still open that co-ops can still go to the web page and get support or help in, in, in getting their members to vote? Yeah, it's, it's all part of the national effort on the uh, voter registration drive. And I think, John Torres, you might be bringing up a little bit of information on that. I think I can say with confidence that in every state, People are still able to register, although those deadlines in different states will be will be coming up pretty quickly in some states. And uh, and so, yeah, but there's there's certainly opportunity for people to to continue to um, to register to vote. Yeah, absolutely. The folks can go to vote.coop. There's a lot of information there uh, on that website. Uh, there's a, a place where you can find out when uh, there are some cutoff deadlines and other things for your individual state and where you're located. Uh, but please go check that out, vote.coop. Uh, it gives you all the information you need there to, uh, to, to educate yourself and the rest of the members of your co-op on, on how to be part of this process. So we had the folks from National Rural Electric Co-op on the air two years or so ago with vote.coop, and mm-hmm. that's a phenomenal uh, web page. You can find out, put your zip code in, and you can figure out in your particular area who's running and who you can vote and what they're for and all it's a lot of information where you can register so i really encourage people to do that we got to get out and vote in a lot in a lot in huge kinds of ways what's the four sec what else did you want to talk about first doc <laughs> well I, I actually wanted to talk a, a little bit about um uh, a couple things about about the impact conference and and one of the panels I'm most excited about, and um, and actually the uh, NCB's uh, National Co-op Bank's Executive Vice President uh, has helped put it together and has helped moderate John Holtzclaw. Uh and it's a it's a town hall conversation on diversity, equity, and inclusion in the cooperative community. Uh, and there's the first part's going to be this. I think it's going to be so fantastic. It's going to be an interactive kind of question answer kind of thing that I think is going to really surface some interesting things. And then we have a panel of people who are working on DEI in the cooperative community, and and we'll be listening as NCBA on how we can better serve this community and helping people down the path on DEI. So everybody can listen to see how we can do that, because most of the time I took a class this June about biases, and I was amazed uh-huh. at the different biases I had. So we all have biases. Sometimes we don't know about mm-hmm. them, but learning about that and doing that, I, I'm looking for That's one of the ones I want to be in. I like John a lot. We're going to take our second break, and we come back. I want to talk a lot more about the different uh, classes that you're having and when they are, and again, uh, talk about how people can. Uh, matter of fact, John, why don't you tell us one more time how people can can sign up, what they can do, and I can go to NCBA dot dot co-op. I don't have to do all that others. I just put in right. NCBA dot co-op, and it brings me right there. And it takes you right to uh, right to our landing page, and you can click on Impact Conference and go there. You can go to impactconference.coop as well uh, and get there that way. There's a whole bunch of different ways you can get there. But impactconference.coop, ncbaclusa.coop, ncba.coop, uh, all will take you to the Impact Conference uh, and with all the information available to you there. Great. Everybody out there, go to ncba.coop, and on the top right-hand corner, you'll see that you can click on Impact Conference. We'll be right back. We're going to take our second break. 
Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks. The program is Everything Cooperative, and we have Chuck Snyder, the CEO of National Cooperative Bank, on the line with Doug O'Brien, the CEO of NCBA, Clusa, and John Torres, the Vice President of Communications and PR. You know, there are four types of co-ops, and we got Doug, originally you started talking about them. Just quick definition, if it's a worker co-op, it's owned and controlled by the employees, if it's a consumer co-op, it's owned and controlled by the people that use it, their products and services, and you have housing co-ops, credit union, food co-ops, a health clinic in Madison, Wisconsin. If the group of people come together to create a co-op to purchase things together, it's a purchasing co-op, and farmers have been using that for ages. Artists are beginning to use it a lot. There's a con- consumer purchasing alliance in D.C. And if a group of – a lot of times it is businesses, but it could be a group of people come together and – market their products or service or add a little value. It's called a producer or marketing co-op. And farmers like Cabot Creamery, Land of Lakes, Ocean Spray, and an artist co-op called Ujama in Pittsburgh are all different marketing or producer co-ops. So those are four types. And you just said in the beginning, Doug, you're going to have these folks talking back and forth and work on this sixth principle of cooperation among co-ops and how we can work together. A lot of different ways they can do that. So you talked about the the uh, meeting with John Hostclaw to looking at ways that folks can help with this diversity piece. What are some other classes or pro, uh, projects that you have going on for the impact? Well, I'm, I'll mention one, and JT might might want to mention a few others. But a, another one I'm really excited about is a panel with um, with one of the senior people at the Urban Institute looking at policies that people can use. Um, to use co-ops uh, to build more inclusive local communities. And this is work that NCBA Clusa and the Cooperative Development Foundation have been doing for about the last two years with support of the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. And we, we went out in 2019 and then finished the work uh, in early this year in 2020. And we were in, uh, I think we were in nine different places across the country. We did two virtual sessions when COVID hit. And we actually ground truth and ask people what kind of policies are needed to make sure that people can uh, can establish co-ops and be successful. Uh, and so we're going to have a panel on that. We're, we're revealing a 20-page paper that's going to look at those policies, and it's going to be something that we're going to use in the next couple of years. And of course, these are things that are, you know, some of them are pretty basic, but they're so important. Making sure that the right uh, financial tools are there, um, making sure that the right technical assistance, and we go back to education and public awareness. People got to know about co-op. Uh, so we'll, we'll have that panel, um, which is going to be fantastic. Yeah, actually, one of, one of the best ways also to ensure that cooperatives uh, continue on for years and years and years to come are to, uh, to inform our young people, to provide them with the, with the space and, the, and access to information and how they can create impact. Uh, and at, at 315, on Tuesday, this next Tuesday, uh, there will be a, a, a session called the Emerging Credit Union Leaders and how they're creating impact. And this is a session about the, the uh, development educator program uh, that the credit union folks uh, have successfully put on for many years. And they're going to talk about how they are uh, providing some pathways for those young people to create impact of their own. And so this is a this is a way that we can ensure the future of co-ops is by continuing to to educate uh, our young people. Let me uh, add to that a little bit as far as oh, absolutely. Uh, 
as, as far as uh, in the discussion around racism, I, I really think that, and I'm really so glad that uh, uh, the NCBA and this Impact uh, Conference has picked up on the sea change that we've had in our society this summer uh, with all the uh, upheaval and, and the Black Lives uh, Matter. Uh, you know, co-ops have been involved in DEI for a very long period of uh, uh, time. And I think we've all feel that uh, we have always tried to do the, the, the right thing. But what's really uh, happened is, is, that, uh, is, is that the society, I think, is, is open up to actually have conversations uh, open conversations and honest conversations about unintended uh, bias uh, and racism. And and we really can't uh, make progress unless we have honest discussions to talk about it. And, um, you know, for so long, I've been frustrated because it was almost taboo. You couldn't talk about uh, uh, race. And if you can't talk about the unintended uh, biases and, and see people, you know, eye to eye and sort of really bear a little bit of, of your soul, you're never going to, uh, to solve the uh, the problems that we've, we've had as, as a country. And so I'm, I'm very proud that the uh, co-ops have, have uh, seized the opportunity here uh, of the sea change to um, address racism. And, and I uh, encourage all co-ops uh, to do that. We've done it at the bank at NCBA, I know, has, has done it. And uh, it was uh, uh, very... Uh, a mindful, thoughtful. It was emotional, um, but I think uh, as as a co-op, we made uh, progress, and I encourage all co-ops uh, to have those uh, those discussions with their their employees, their community, and uh, you know, hopefully that will flood over to uh, other companies and other sectors, so that we can uh, continue to make uh, progress and and don't leave what we achieved in this this summer of change. Uh, to to um, not to be capitalized on. Um, this is a, a long journey, and hopefully, you know, by having some of these conversations, that we can accelerate the change uh, to positive good. I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, just a quick plug to my youngest daughter. I'm here in Kansas City at her. She's at she works at University. Uh, at Baker University, and she told me last night that they had some training yesterday, and it was given by a white man, and he said that white folks have got to lead the conversation about racism, that too often when blacks are leading the conversation that whites can't hear it. But if whites lead that conversation, Chuck, Doug, John, you guys leading this conversation at the impact, you can get other white folks to listen to you, and it may be something to happen. But you've got to have the conversation, so I totally agree with you, Chuck. Without the knowledge, and this is what George Floyd's, without awakening to it, George Floyd's murder helped people to see it. Now we need to talk about it and figure out what are the kinds that we're, what we can do about it to make it yeah, so that yeah. everybody has the same playing field. And I, that's why I'm wanting to go to these conferences, Doug, these, <laughs> these classes, because I can learn, too. We can all learn. Uh, yeah. So I really, really, really appreciate that. What's yeah, another one you want to talk reason, about? Yeah, that was just gonna, I was just going to mention that, that, that we, we, as we were discussing the programming for this and, and what we were going to do to uh, do that, the Impact Conference is normally two and a half days. It starts on Wednesday and it goes to uh, noon on Friday. And as we were talking about it and as we got reaction from the community, we wanted to be able to provide as much information as possible on this on this subject, on the subject of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that is what led to expanding the conference to that five days. We had uh, enough content and more and more content kept flooding in. 
Uh, and we want to provide that access. And we want to be helpful in that way. We want to be able to open that conversation and, and give, give the community the space to have that conversation. And that's part of the reason why we have a five-day conference now. Yeah. I want to be there. Doug, what's another one? What's another class that I want to go? Well, we've got, you know, the, the, as we always have, there's a, there's a number of sessions that are really focused on the business of co-op in the purchasing track, um, particularly because, as we talked about before, this virtual environment allows that people can actually be and, and see, you know, tracks in well throughout October. So these are available to everybody on business continuity, uh, for instance. So there's some, you know, there's some real challenges in certain sectors, particularly those retail-facing sectors in COVID-19. And so we got some experts coming in and talking about some strategies on, on how to um, survive and kind of get to the other side of, um, you know, of this moment. We also have Thalian Treman, who's the kind of the founder of Pachamama Coffee Cooperative, which, you know, produces fantastic coffee and is a cooperative of farmers, primarily in Central America, that has really succeeded and has changed the lives of hundreds of families in that part of the country and has, and has found its way into, you know, premium coffee markets here in the United States. Uh, they've been a longtime member of NCBA Clusa, so we, we thought he would be able to tell us a story and to inspire others on, you know, how to use this cooperative business model in places that sometimes are hard to, uh, hard to operate, you know, so, so we know that, um, that it can be done. So there's, you know, a couple other examples. It's, it's kind of all over the board. Really encourage people to take a look at the agenda. Uh, so go to ncbaclusa.coop, uh, go to uh, impact.coop, and there's buttons there for the agenda, for the registration, for the bios of the 120-plus speakers. And it's, you know, plug and play. And you can watch the premiere of these panels as they happen, some of them live, many of them recorded. Uh, and if you um, and if you can't see them when they premiere, you got all of Co-op Month uh, to to go back and and, and watch it when, after you register at at that really affordable price of twenty five dollars for members, thirty five dollars for others. One of the great things about you know about this year, and particularly because the theme around DEI is how we were able to make this so accessible. And you know the the truth of the matter is. When you have it at the Sheraton, you got it at the Marriott, it gets expensive and, and we have to charge people so we can, you know, so we can meet, um, meet the, the cost with, with this platform and with the continued support of NCB and our other sponsors, um, we're able to make it accessible for so many others. And right now we've got well over two times, 200% of the number of people that we've ever had registered. And we expect that there's going to be a lot more coming. So it's going to be a great group. One other thing we haven't mentioned is when you get on there, you'll be able to, uh, to download an app on your phone. And that is going to be a place where the attendees and the panelists are going to be able to interact with each other. It's a fantastic app. I've been kind of, I was one of the first ones that, that was able to get on it. And it's, you know, so we're really trying to lean forward and make sure that cooperators have that opportunity to interact, uh, even in this virtual environment. That's fantastic. Now, the one that you haven't talked about, there's a lot you haven't talked about, but the one that I'm interested in, you all wouldn't let me sign up for it. That's the Cooperative Leaders and Scholars uh, Institute. I mean, that's the 18 to 35-year-old. That's what me and Chuck should be in there with the, our other younger folk, you know. So talk, talk about that. That's a cutoff. I just missed it. 
I just missed it. Yeah, my in my birthday I'll be thirty seven. At least I got the rest to write two numbers. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, the CLSI, the Cooperative Leaders and Scholars Institute, is um, uh, it, we've been running running with it all four years of impact now, and it's a fantastic program. It really it identifies those emerging leaders or folks who are still in school who are interested in the cooperative business model. I mean, what, what happens is with this cohort. Um, they get access to all of the programming. They get access to the St. Mary's program, which which we can talk about in a little bit, too. Uh, and then there's some special programming for them. So, um, you know, they're the future of the cooperative business model. And and every generation brings that new energy and that new vision. And um, and we very much want them, you know, part of our community. So when you said that two times, I did the numbers. You're, you're right at 700 right now. You had 300 max before. That's like two. 2.33 times. And uh, John had told me uh, before we started that you can, you're looking for a thousand and you can take as many as people come. At um, least. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But that, we have a very, very, as Doug mentioned uh, during that conversation, we have a very large tent. <laughs> we can fit a lot of people in that tent. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do want to make sure that folks know that this is, it's not going to get sold out. You'll be able to participate. Absolutely. Great news. I'd like to see us at least double it, what you've got right now. We get 1,400, 2,000 people in there to really get this information. Whether you're in a co-op or not, you want to learn how to start a co-op, learn how to create your own job, create your own. Solve the com- a problem in a community was the first thing that Papa Sin told me that worked for NCBA Clusa. And that first week, he said co-ops help solve community problems and you can create your own job, solve your own community issues. We're going to be right back. This is going really quick, as I expected, because I'm learning a lot, and I really appreciate it. We'll take our final break for news, weather, and, and traffic, and we'll be right back for our final segment. Your news talk station. Information is power, and that's why NCB has been sponsoring this program for the last seven years to give you information about cooperatives and things that you can do to uh, create a co-op or find a co-op. NCB's mission is to support and be an advocate for America's cooperatives and their members, especially in low-income communities, by providing innovative financial and related services. And I just always want to give a shout-out to Chuck Snyder and the group there, uh, Roberta McDonald from Cabot Creamery told us, Doug, that NCB and the folks there are angels with the work that they do, really helping folk out that need help, if you will, the least of these, getting to church. And that's, that's what that's what they do, and I really appreciate and like working with them. They're great partners. I know you know that, Doug. You've already said it. For four years, they've mm-hmm. been your partner, and for seven years, they've been mine. So it's wonderful, not only in the money, but in, in the encouragement and ideas and support to help help the Impact Conference work and this radio show work. I really, really appreciate it, Chuck, what you and your people do. It's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You're very welcome. So right now, I really want to talk about, you had mentioned St. Mary's and the program there for the, in this fifth principle of education, training, and information. So what do you have with, with the St. Mary's project? Yeah, so St. Mary's uh, University in Halifax, they, they have a cooperative management uh, program. And for, this is the third year now, I think, in the first impact, they weren't there. But then second, third, and now fourth, they've offered 
a course, you know, about usually about eight hours in the classroom uh, this year. Um, it's spread out over a couple of days. And it's, it's really to, uh, to enhance people's understanding of cooperatives. Uh, it gets into some of the business tools that people need to use to have successful cooperatives. Um, but it's designed in such a way that it can uh, add value to, to people wherever they are in their cooperative experience. Um, and actually, I think it really leverages the fact that they have experienced cooperators in the classroom with the fact that, that some more known novice people, like some of the folks in the Cooperative Leaders and Scholars Institute, and they kind of bring them together to share information and to, to learn from each other. Um, so we're excited about that. Uh, that's something else that you can register for on impact.coop. And, um, and just one more example of that education and information that, uh, that you can get from impact. Okay. So that, that's the education, the brainy part of it. Let's talk about the physical part of this compact. It's 5k. You talked about a virtual 5k. <laughs> I read that. So what's that about? John, you want to talk about Chuck? You and I might need to go to that. What's what's that? Well, I'll tell you, I think Doug should talk about it. I know Doug's been talking for a bit there, but Doug has got real uh, on-the-ground experience with the 5K. Uh, And so, Doug, tell us a little bit about how you managed to do a virtual 5K this year. Love to hear that. Yeah. So the Cooperative Development Foundation, you know, one of the the, the hallmarks in their calendar beyond the Hall of Fame is the 5K. Uh, NCB, of course, again, another huge supporter of the annual 5K. And, uh, and this year they went virtual. And they actually broke records in, um, in people uh, participating and signing up, well over 500 people for the 5K this year. And um, on Sunday morning, my family of five, we put on our T-shirts that had been sent to us in the mail and pinned down our, our, uh, our, our numbers. Uh, and we did a 5K uh, and took some pictures and, and reported that. So we didn't do it competitively, but there are others who are, and they're participating on that. And um, on Thursday at 11:30, if my if I remember right, uh, the winners of the 5K and uh, recognition of the supporters of the 5K will happen as part of the Impact Conference. So, is there still an opportunity for me to join that, or anybody else? I think else? you might have missed the deadline to sign up. To, to be the competitive, you know, so you could win. Now, I think there's every opportunity for you to go run a 5K, Vernon, um, and, and I'm sure you could send us a photo, and we'd, uh, we'll, make, we'll work with Kirstie uh, to, to get that posted. Well, I'm like you. I don't want to do it competitively. I, I, I don't even want to time it. Okay? I just want to get through the, you know, get over it, maybe huffing and puffing, but get, get through it. I would. We'll I, I liked it. I did do it at Haynes Point one year, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was yeah. neat. That was neat. Okay. So, what other? We talked about the virtual. What other program? What other uh, classes would you want to talk about? And and Chuck, please add anything you want to add anytime you want to add it. <laughs> What's about the class? Uh, yeah, for the class. Oh, okay. Another pro- Yeah. JT, why don't you talk about a, maybe a couple other sessions that we haven't shared sure. that we haven't touched on quite yet? Yeah, we've got so many sessions. There, there's, a, there's a lot of sessions. I really encourage everyone to go take a look at the agenda. There are so many different kinds of sessions that are available. Uh, and you'll notice that there is a common theme of, uh, of the diversity, equity, and inclusion within each of those sessions. And uh, you'll be able to get a good picture of, of uh, what these folks have to offer through those, through those various sessions. So please go to uh, impactconference.coop and take a look at the agenda. 
Uh, one of the larger things uh, or, or, or parts of the conference that we have developed over the past few years has been the international component of this. And we have partnered with OCDC, the Overseas Cooperative Development Council, uh, to provide some really great programming on the Thursday and the Friday of the Impact Conference. They have a uh, wide variety of different subject matters that they'll be talking about, all, all centered on the development of cooperatives in different parts of the world and how, it, how those cooperatives are used as businesses that lift uh, communities and provide bigger and better opportunities for the folks that live there. Uh, so those, that, that uh, session takes place. It's actually a number of sessions on uh, the morning of Thursday and another number of sessions on the morning on Friday. And so we highly encourage folks to get out and, uh, and see that as well. We've been able to partner with uh, uh, USAID, United States International Development Agency. And so there's, a, there's a, a lot of wealth in that programming. And maybe, Doug, you talk a little bit about uh, the, the keynote there, Rebecca Henderson. Yeah, Rebecca Henderson is, is um, she's a, a professor from Harvard, and she's keynoting on Thursday, I believe, as part of the, one of the keynotes on Thursday. And, uh, and she'll be talking about capitalism in, in this time of, of crisis and how can we make sure that uh, the economy really works for everyone. Uh, it should be a fantastic can, speech. Can I ask something, Doug? I think her sure. book is Reimagining Capitalism in a World on Fire. Right. Before the right. fires in Australia, before the fires related to George Floyd's death, before the fires in Oregon, um, California, Washington State. Capitalism, reimagine capitalism. And she was on a program, and I love it. She said to me that uh, cooperatives is a way of reimagining capitalism what we do in a cooperative model. And I found that very, very interesting when she came to that conclusion. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, what about the one on um, health, uh, achieving health equity, group health cooperative plan? Yeah, that's, I'm glad you brought that up, Vernon. So the um, group health is, they're a member of NCBA CUSA, and they, um, they're based in Wisconsin. And uh, their cooperative health plan with the, the members as, the, you know, the, uh, just citizens, of the community, they have been doing amazing work in in their community and trying for for a number of years some focused interventions on how to improve health equity. For instance, focusing on making sure that uh, preventative health care and wellness health care for young moms and expecting moms, and in particular those who are low income, and they they put a lot of resources and time into some of these strategies. And and why this is important is. You know, it's because it's a cooperative business model, because the board and the and the executive management are focused on impacts beyond the bottom line. Um, they're trying to, to do things that can really serve the community, and um, and they're going to be able to share how that business model is getting better outcomes, and and certainly through a diversity, equity, and inclusion lens. That's fantastic. There's so much you guys are doing, 40 different ones. We don't have the time to do all of those. So let me give a shout-out. There's a group of four of us that put together a campaign to support the U.S. Postal Service and anybody out there, particular cooperators, but anybody can go to usps.coop and sign up for letters, not any money or anything like that. You just sign up for a letter that we're going to send to the senators to ask them to produce that $25 billion that the House has already approved for the Postal Service. We need them more now than ever with this COVID and with this voting. So we want you to go up, just sign up USPS, go to usps.coop and sign up. 
What do you want to leave people with? We don't have a couple more minutes. What what message, Chuck and Doug, what message do you want to leave people with? Well, my uh, message is real simple. After uh, watching the uh, debate the other night, or the fiasco, uh, um, sorry to say, um, pretty harsh word there, but uh, make sure you're registered. I, I just think that in in these times, uh, you know, we, we talked about the with pride, uh, the progress that we made uh, this summer around DEI and, and having uh, honest conversations. And the only way that uh, we will continue that progress if we uh, go out and, and, and vote and participate in our democracy and be part of democracy and uh, just don't let it happen. We need to make sure that uh, every voice is, is, is heard. And so it's just so important Um don't get disenfranchised, get energized, go out and vote. Fantastic. I totally agree with you. Doug? Yeah, a build on that. Um, and absolutely, you know, participate in the, in the political process and also participate in your economy and participate in your business. And we know the best way to do that is through the cooperative business model. Impact is there to educate and to inspire uh, the cooperative community on, on you know, and having co-ops even have a greater impact uh, on people's lives. Fantastic, gentlemen. I really appreciate this conversation. I've enjoyed it a lot. Everybody out there, uh, live this week cooperatively and, and stay safe and get out and vote. Vote early. Your news talk station.